Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I woke up at 5 a.m. Put on my camouflage. Wiped off my 243 and fired up my Dodge. Headed out to my old deer stand back in the pine. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors with hour number two. And if you're just joining tonight's broadcast for the second hour, we're talking with Ben Martin, a four-time national champion dog trainer. He's also a member of the Bird Dog Hall of Fame, and we're talking all things dogs. We've been talking here in the first hour about puppies and bringing dogs along and getting them humanized and traits to look for in pups and what have you. If you got questions about a dog that you're training or perhaps a breed that you're interested in, you can call us at 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. Ben, uh, let's transition into training this time of year, which is necessary to get ready for fall and also dove season's around the corner. A lot of folks are going to be taking dogs to the dove field. It seems for some reason that the opening weekend of or week of dove season is one of the hottest of the year, and that can create some real problems. And I know you got a lot of thoughts and some techniques you use to kind of get around that. We've got um, we've got a mock trial, which is just to try to fool the dogs into thinking they're at a trial this Saturday coming. And uh, the reason for that is these dogs are, you got about twice as much dog. They really get turned on with the crowd. And so we try to fool them into thinking they're at a trial and uh, and correct them there because you can't correct them at an AKC event. But at any rate, uh, it, it's predicted to be 92. And, um, you know, generally in the trials they want you to have two Two uh, two contacts with a pheasant, and that's so. If one gets missed, and that's going to take you on for make you go a little further. But uh, most of our people are use use common sense, but some don't. But there's there's a lot of a lot of the guys in the competitions, and a lot of fellows that I know that hunt that use these. Uh, Supplements. I talked about this before on the show, uh, 
and I, you know, I, I have no uh, affiliation with with this product other than I use it. Um, and it's it's put out by a company called E L E M E N T S Elements, and they got uh, it's a hydration thing that you can give up to ten hours prior to to the exercise that you that you're going to be doing, and uh, it helps the the cells in the dog. Uh, Sounds awfully uh, in depth for a guy of my uh, <laughs> intelligence level. I'm a dog trainer. Come on, but uh, it helps those cells uh, be receptive to uh, hydration. And uh, I have seen it work. You can you can work them in this hot weather, and uh, and they they just seem to go right through it. And of course, you know you got dogs naturally. That are better at it than others, but this this here is a proven product. It's uh, it's got glycerol in it, which is you know a derivative of glycerin, which makes that cell receptive to uh, to the water, and uh, therefore the dog is more hydrated. Now they've come out uh, with products that you give them just after the exercise. It's something you can put right in your pocket. And it's already mixed, and uh, you know the dog comes in with a retriever or whatever. You can give him a just prize job and give him a shot of that. I, I've used this uh, this 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 product. You put a little, just a wee bit, maybe a half handful of uh, dog food in with it to make them take it, and they they'll do the whole. Uh, I think it's ten ounces as the instructions. But now some people, Jim, they think that electrolytes or I'll give them a bottle of honey or, you know, that's just, uh, you know, the I'm reading this thing here that tells me that that sugar works in reverse. It's uh, uh, that word that they use there is. Uh, well, it can cause hypoglycemic shock, can't it? Yeah, that's what it, that's what it actually caused. Yeah, that can cause that. But it, um, yeah, hyper, that's exactly the word, hyper, hyperthermia was one of it. Uh, but those dogs, you know, the dog uh, sweats through his panting, which actually he's sweating through his lungs. And uh, I, I highly recommend these products. The guy's got a website I'll give to you here. Uh, I had just looked it up today. That's how I found out about his new product, and he's a nice guy to talk to. Uh, it's called Elements, and it's the number for dogs dot com. Elements four dot com. Just the number. Okay, Elements for Dogs dot com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll, he'll, we'll post that on the website here. So. Folks can uh, catch up with that. Yeah, he's got a little um, flyer that he uh, that you can sign up for. It's called, you know, this stuff is it's what's called a super hydration product. It reduces the claim to reduce heat stress risk. Uh, it's it's made from a natural vegetable based uh, formula. And no harmful electrolytes. That's how strongly they feel about the electrolyte thing. Uh, 
Well, one of the things you do not want to give your dog is Gatorade or any of those types of uh, electrolyte products. From what I understand, that can really jack them around horribly if they're in trouble already. Yeah, we, you know, we tend to put everything in human terms. Even uh, I think the dog food companies play on on that when they say, you know, peanut butter and all kinds of flavors. They they make something that looks palatable palatable to us and looks good to us, and and therefore we think it's good for the dog, and and they make it good for the dog. Now, Purina had, they had a, uh, not a hydration bar, but an energy bar uh, that they had uh, designed for dogs. Now, they, they quit making it. I got two good friends that are uh, work for Purina. They sell the products and stuff, and uh, people people just hadn't caught on to it, and I don't think, uh, you know, most of the, the canines out there are made up of pets, and people don't really need it. It's guys like me and you that want to work the dog. But, you know, I can see up there, you know, we train uh, three days a week, and when I'm when my knee is not hurting so bad, I, I train every day of the week. And uh, I trained uh, 13 dogs every time out, and and those dogs, you know, they – you you just got to use like I told you before the two best ingredients is common sense. Start out you know like you can't take a, a big fat guy like me out there and that's out of shape and start running the mile. You got to start with you know ten feet, fifteen feet, whatever it takes, and uh, start that dog out gradually. But if you if you train him. Like here in my backyard, I'll set up some road cones and put dummy bags or I got a I happen to have what I call a rehab area for for pigeons. Uh, I'll not go into that because we never know who we're talking to out there. But I've got pigeons that don't fly, let's say. And I'll I'll put them out there in various places and teach the dog to go right to it. So, in other words, uh, if you if you got a dog and he's he takes him ten minutes to find the bird, you've just about done him in. And the dove hunts that I've been to, you can really, it's hot and dusty and just a mess sometimes, most yeah. of the time. And so, the better trained he is, the less conditioning he's going to need. But conditioning is, uh, they just think better, they they hold up better in the whole nine yards, but I went to Lowe's uh, hey, hardware Ben, ben let me have you hold your thought. I've got to go to break here, Okay, and, and we'll return to this issue because I want to have you tell folks some of the symptoms of trouble that's coming when a dog gets too hot. This break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty. They're located in Munfordville, Kentucky. Paul Thomas is the broker there, and he'll help you with any of your needs in the outdoor field, whether you want a vacation cabin on a lake or a stream, wildlife management property for deer and turkeys or small game, or perhaps if you're looking for that farm, and they will help you with financing, and they're great folks to work with. You Check them out on the web at 
realty.com. This is Jim Dickin for Fishing Guides homepage, fghp.com. All the fishing guides and info you need to plan your next fishing vacation. fghp.com, the number one resource on Google for finding fishing guides, local regulations, hotels, bait shops in the U.S. and Canada. fghp.com donates 25% of its income to Freedom Is Not Free, helping families of soldiers wounded in the war on terror. FGHP.com, Fishing Guides homepage. This is Gary Roman. Whenever I'm on Jim's show, I get lots of questions like, what shotgun should I buy? What handgun is best for personal protection? Or what is the best scope for my rifle? There's only one sure answer. Come see us at Firearm Service Center, the one place to go to solve all your firearms problems. Purchase guns, ammo, holsters, and supplies. Whether it's your first firearm or your next custom-built gun, service or repair, come see us at Firearm Service Center, Bardstown Road, in the Eastland Shopping Center, Louisville, Kentucky, or visit us on the web at firearmservice.com. For personal service, there's only one, Firearm Service Center. Hey, we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. We've been talking with Ben Martin professional dog trainer, but we want to take a moment here to check in with Captain Rudy Varner, who is a combat veteran. He is in the armored division out at Fort Knox, and they have a special event to help folks understand a lot of things about the post. They have a new colonel out there that's in charge of hunt control, and that's, of course, one of the largest public hunting areas in the state for deer and turkey and Small game. Rudy, can you hear me? I sure can, Jim. All right, partner. You all have got a special event coming that's a swap meet and an information type of uh, event to help folks understand about how they can participate out at Knox. Can you tell us about it? Absolutely, Jim. Um, So in six days, uh, so August the 13th, which is a Saturday, we're holding the uh, first annual sportsman swap meet. Uh, it is going to be a swap meet, but it's also going to have uh, our hunt control and uh, fish and wildlife folks present to talk about the uh, opportunities uh, on Fort Knox and how exactly uh, to get licensed and, and make sure you're all legal and good to go to hunt on the, uh, you know, 100-plus thousand acres that we've got here. You bet. What time will that start and exactly where will it be located? We're going to kick off the event at 9 a.m. Uh, if folks are going to come out and set up a table, there's going to be a, a setup time that starts at 7.30 in the morning, uh, which should give guys time to get through the, the gate. And it's at the Fort Knox Hunt Control Building, and the address for that is 9297 Wilson Road, and that's on Fort Knox, Kentucky. Okay. And we'll post that information here uh on our site here at WHAS to help folks understand that. And basically you all will be available to tell them how the draw works for deer, gun hunts, how the archery hunts for deer work, and all, all the small game possibilities. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, they'll have the opportunity to sign up if they've got all their paperwork. Uh, they will be able to sign up for those hunts because the, uh, the archery hunt, sign-up actually finishes on the 15th. So uh, if somebody's uh, running late and hasn't got their stuff turned in, they can come in on, on Saturday the 13th and check out the swap meet and, and drop their applications in. 
Very, very good. And is there a website or anywhere where folks can go for information and or directions to the event? Absolutely. Uh, the best uh, website for information on the swap meet is knox.armymwr.com, and it's right there on the homepage. They just click on the link, and it'll give them the address and times and everything. Uh, and then if they want the hunting information, knox.army.mil, and then search for hunt control. All right, very good. Well, Captain Varner, I really appreciate the information. Anything else you'd like to pass along here? Uh, just two things. For for the folks that might be coming on to Fort Knox for the first time, uh, make sure you come through uh, the Chaffee Gate, um, which is Bullion Boulevard off of Dixie, and make sure you stop at the visitor center so they can scan your ID uh, and that's how you get access on the Fort Knox. Okay. Um, and then anybody who's coming on that wants to uh, to sign up for a hunt, just make sure you have your hunter safety card, your state license, and if you are going to hunt with a firearm, make sure you have your firearm registration. Um, if you have questions about any of that stuff, again, we'll be able to get all those things answered for you there at the uh, at the hunt control office. Very good, sir. Well, I appreciate you getting that information out. There's a tremendous amount of opportunity out there in Knox, and some folks just really have not understood how to do that. And this public event where they can ask questions directly and be kind of hands-on with the folks that uh, have all the details is, is a great public service. And best of luck on your swap meet. Thank you very much, Jim. We'll, uh, we'll let you know how it goes. Okay, Rudy, I appreciate it. All right, we're uh, again. We're talking with Ben Martin, national championship dog trainer. Ben, we were talking about dogs in heat there uh, before the break, and I want to return to that subject because heat stroking dogs is very serious. You can have a dog die on you a lot easier than folks might realize, and they go into that stroke pretty quickly. I've had two dogs go into heat exhaustion, and and uh, it it happens fairly rapidly and there's some key signs that it's happening and I want to also add in here that it's important like in the dove field if you don't have access to a pond or a stream very very close to where you're shooting I think it's extremely important you take a tub and like a five gallon jerry can of water because drinking water isn't enough to cool them down they have to be in water if they ever start into heat stroke so I'd like your thoughts on that. Yeah, I got the tub I was uh, starting to tell you about there at Lowe's. It's, I think they use them to mix mortar in. And I think there's they sell one, maybe Cabela's or somebody, that has a wheels on the back. But anyway, I drilled two holes in mine, just put a rope through there, and I can put uh, a five-gallon jug of water in the tub, and you can put your, you know, your mojos or whatever you got junk in there, your peanut butter and jelly sandwich and drag it along behind you to where you're going and uh and then pour that water in there and it's there i don't think there's anything any better than getting them in the water when the, when it's hot like that in fact i think you told me and i've had one that did it too during uh while they're waiting for the next 
bunch to come in, they just lay there in the tub of, of the water. Yes. And, and wait. So they're not stupid. They know, uh, they know how to get cooled off. And I think it's, you just get a lot better dog work that way. And, um, but like I say, I think, I think they sell those now. I think they make them just for that type of thing. I also used, um, you know, these cheap two-wheel dollies, you know, to carry stuff out to the field. And you can put your water jug because six-gallon water, I think mine's six-gallon, is pretty heavy. Yes. So I put it on that thing there, and you can, you know, put a lot of other stuff on there. But, you know, that that gets to the temperament of a dog. If you've got one of these dogs that's just shaking in his boots all the time, he's going to be probably overheated quicker than, than the dog that just lays there and minds his own business, you know, until it's time to work. So a lot of things play into that. But the the first thing that, that I think you see, the first thing that I notice when I'm in tr- starting to get in trouble is they get a little wobble in the back end, just a little bit. They're just not real steady back there. I've got a dog. Uh, it's on the web on my website, and uh, it's RoyalKennels.net for anybody who wants to see Brandy's Big Ben. He won the uh, the largest Canadian national ever held, 116 competitors, and the guy. I sold him to the guy, and the guy when he brought him down here. Uh, he had him in a, a pickup truck with a cap on the back, and they had overpacked the back end. And he had gotten the dog out at a rest area and was showing off for some, probably for some girls. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, he got the dog here, and the dog reared his leg up. He was in bad shape. They carried him around back, and he finally reared his leg up, and he peed, and there was blood come out. And he was close to losing that dog because it affects those kidneys real quick and real bad. Yes. And most he wasn't this way, but most dogs that's had one heat stroke are susceptible to having another one easier. So, man, you get stuck out in a dove field, and if you don't have some of those things we've talked about, uh, you're, you're just going to probably lose that dog before you can, I could not get him to the car quick enough. If you got, you know, a young friend or somebody, perhaps, but you know, an ounce of prevention, that's worth a pound of cure. That's, that's what you want to do. You bet. All right, Ben, we've got to go to another break here and we'll be back with Ben Martin right after this. This break is presented by SMI Marine. They're having their big Summer clearance sale there at the dealership. It's at 11400 Westport Road. All their pontoon boats, express aluminum boats, and they've got several used boats for sale as well. Go out and see them. Tim Addington and his staff always do a great job of taking care of you. And remember, you never get soaked at SMI. I don't know anyone who loves the outdoors who doesn't have a dream property in the back of their mind. It might be a secluded cabin on a river or stream, a small farm with lakes or ponds teeming with fish, or a wildlife management property with mixed timber and farm ground loaded with deer, turkey, and other wildlife. Paul Thomas and his family at Mossy Oak Properties Hart Realty can make all these dreams come true. They've been doing so for 36 years. Mossy Oak Properties Hart Realty is located in Munfordville, 
right in the heart of central Kentucky's fish and wildlife mecca. They specialize in recreation properties, farms, and lake and riverfront getaways. Make your dreams a reality. Give Paul Thomas at Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty a call at 270-524-1980 or check them on the web at mophartrealty.com. That's mophartrealty.com. Drugs are taking over our communities, devastating families, overwhelming our judicial system, and destroying the fabric of our society. Some communities are taking a stand to say, enough is enough. On August 13th, residents of Shelby and surrounding counties will be having a march to recovery beginning at 10 a.m. The march will begin at the Shelby County Fairgrounds and end at the old courthouse in the center of downtown. There will be a rally at the courthouse with music, testimony, speakers, and resource information. There's a threefold purpose to the march to recovery. Raise awareness in the community of the magnitude of the issue. Offer support to families who have been devastated by the effects of drugs, even to the point of death of their children and other loved ones. And provide help to those who may be battling with addiction. For more information on participating in the March to Recovery, contact Dave Hamlin at dhamlin, H-A-M-L-I-N, at shelbychristian.org. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. We're talking again with Ben Martin, and we'll return to Ben here in just a moment. But I've also got Paul Thomas, who is the real estate broker with Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty. And, Paul, I understand you all have got some really Nice listings that uh, you've got right now for folks that are interested in maybe some smaller type of farms or, or wildlife management properties. Absolutely, Jim. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, we got a 33, 33-acre track that uh, has a nice little cabin finished. Uh, make a great little hunting track. Um, be a great little place to build your hunting camp and, and really develop it into something nice. Uh, got a 32-acre track ground that... Uh, about half open, half wooded, perfect for a little small hobby farm or to turn it into a little hunch tree. It would be great for either one. And both these properties do have deer and turkey on them currently. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. They've, uh, you know, some really nice-sized deer on the 32 acres. Uh, and I got the hunt to 33, but the owners tell me that, uh, that they was developing some pretty nice deer. All right, very good. And they do have water on them, which is an important component to keeping critters on your property, of course. They've got small ponds and, and water holes that are essential for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of them, little small, good little hideaway spots for the deer and turkey and other animals to come and drink. And, uh, you know, definitely this hot summer, the way it is, uh, especially going into wintertime in the rut, you know, water being very important to them. Okay. And you've got a couple then, other pieces as well, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. If you're if you're looking for a bigger track, well, we can hook you up there too. We've got a 114 acres that uh, has a few ponds on it, a couple of little nice hideaway spots for some cover crops on it. Currently, they're being cut for hay. I think they're going to be uh, turned over into cover crops this fall, hopefully. And then uh, got a cave on it with a nice screen that runs out of it, perfect for a horse or cattle farm. Or just to turn into your hunt retreat as well. Got a, we can also add another 18 acres and put you a nice little log cabin that's already on there. One of the little hundred year old style cabins on it with the nice big logs. Uh, make a great little retreat. And then we can also 
added up to about 208 acres we can put together total there if you'd like. So we got various tracks, you know, big to small. Well, and one of the things that I think is very important for folks to know about your operation is you're very keen on helping folks obtain financing, and in certain circumstances, we'll even uh, finance for folks on, on certain properties. Is that is a real oh, asset def- today? Oh, definitely. It's uh, you know to me the important thing is is try to help them from A to Z. You know, when they not only when they come in, do we want to help them put on their dream piece of property? But, you know, it, it doesn't end there. You need to help them be able to get financed. And, you know, if it's something we own, we definitely will help them uh, if need be on the financing. We can also take them to the local banks to try to help them obtain financing as well. We walk them from the beginning all the way to the end. Well, the, another asset that you all provide in a big way is you're very serious hunters and fishermen yourself, and that translates into knowledge about the type of properties that folks are looking for. Paul, if Anyone perhaps has a farm or a wildlife property they want to sell, how do they get in touch with you? They can give me a call on my cell phone if they'd like at 270-537-4422. They can send me an email at dthomas at mossyoakproperties.com. Just let me know what it is you have. I'll be glad to get in contact with you and see about coming out and taking a look at it and see if we can help you. Very good, partner. Well, I appreciate that information, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. All right, thank you. You betcha. And we're back again with Ben Martin talking about all things dogs. Ben, uh, again, the importance of water in the field cannot be overemphasized this time of year. This time of year because of how quick dogs can go south. And you know, you mentioned something the other day that uh, really kind of tweaked my brain. I hadn't really thought of this. Uh, because I've got a squirrel dog now, and she doesn't do the water work and Snickers is uh, to the point where she she doesn't need the water work. She knows what she's doing. <laughs> that she does. Uh, that dog's smarter than all of us put together, I believe. But uh, the high temperatures of the water right now, uh, in some regards, you know, the natural sources of water, a small pond, for example, which can help them get wet, but that water is uh, in the high 80s or low 90s in some of these shallow ponds. So you got to be careful about not putting too much emphasis on it, being able to cool the dog off. Absolutely. I had a retrieve in, in the small pond that I have on my dog training area up here. And, uh, man, when the dog came in and shook, that water was, it was like bath water. And it was just, it would do a dog very little good. It'd be better than nothing, but uh, you know, you take your fresh water with you, and and heck, with some of these really uh, new coolers, and I've got a couple of old coolers that keeps ice pretty well. If a guy had a couple of blocks of ice in there, just to throw in the tub with the water, you know, to keep it cool down. There's just a lot of ways. Some of them, some of them are kind of. Uh, you got to do a little work, but now I, I would say in your area, probably most of you guys uh, lease or uh, own the dove fields. Around here, dove, dove hunting has not, uh, it just got okayed here a few years back, you know, if, uh, legal to do it. 
and it's not near as popular as it is in uh, Kentucky. And I suppose most of you guys have an ATV or something to get to your spot, and it, it would just be unbelievable what all you can haul in there. But we, uh, when you're when you have to drag it in like on state property where we draw for dove blinds or something, you're not allowed to take an ATV in there. So you've got to drag everything in. And it's a lot of work to get it there, but it's uh, the dogs that the dogs that I'm taking to do it. Man, I would not hate to lose one that that way. Oh, it'd be devastating. I I came very close to losing two dogs when I was younger because I really wasn't up to speed on what could happen. Both of them were pretty high powered dogs. One was a a Springer that uh, she was young. She was about a year and a half old and was not totally uh, as as manageable as she should have been. Which is yeah. She was still a little wild and and a lot of birds dropping in the field. And I was, you know, wanting her to be birdie and let her go. But in the midst of all that madness, uh, she started wobbling in the back end the way you talked about and then really got goofy. I mean, when when I called her to me, she she just walked by me like I wasn't even there. Exactly. And, And I knew she was in trouble. And thank goodness we had a big cooler of ice water there that I could uh, utilized to cool her down, and, and she snapped out of it. But she was, she was never the same about heat after that. To your point, you made earlier before the break, I had to be super careful with her ever since that. You know, another that. item that's pretty handy, Jim, is um, you can buy them. But I use these. You know, with the I think they're like twenty ounce ketchup bottles. When we're through with them, I save them. Uh huh. And you can uh, you can take one with just water, and then freeze a couple of them with water in them. And as the day progresses, of course, they thaw out. But you can just, when the dog comes in, give them a good squirt of water in their mouth and a little on the back of their head, you know. Right. And uh, that's, I carry that when I'm when I'm field trialing and uh, give the dog, every time he comes in, I wash the feathers out of their mouth and give them a drink and that sort of thing. But that's that's really handy. They tease me about using the ketchup bottle, but it's, it's as good as the ones you buy. <laughs> you, you bet. You bet. Ben, uh, let's talk about uh, electric collars, training collars yeah. for dogs. As you know, I'm not a real big fan of them overall, but they certainly have a place in, in uh, some of the places that uh, come to my mind immediately is training hounds to not to run deer, for example, or what have you. But you're – you integrated into your training. You want to talk about do's and don'ts with them for a few minutes? You're a little like Dave Duffy, the outdoor writer they had for uh, Outdoor Life for many years. He said, they finally drug me into the 21st century kicking and screaming. So he he saw the good in them. And, uh, I, Jim, it's, it's just a, such a great innovation but here's here's one of the key things that I've noticed. I've had several people do this. They'll put that collar on there and and actually say the words, "I got you now." No, 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 no. That is an absolute no. That's not. That is going anti the purpose of a collar. You know, it's just for light correction. And don't ever buy one without the little nick button on it. It's one one thousandth of a second. It's quicker as quick as you can bat your eye. 
That's how, that's how long the, the stimulation lasts. And then, you know, your dog might take a number three and mine might take a number one. And so you, you need to find out where you're at with that thing. But one of the things we do around here is we hunt state property they, for pheasant. They release them uh, the week prior to Thanksgiving, I believe it is, and then Thanksgiving Day is a biggie. Uh, it's not for everybody. There's a lot of hunters, way too many hunters. But you don't want your dog chasing some other guy's bird, or you don't want your dog over where the other hunters are. And sometimes, as you said, you had the spaniel before. These dogs can just get keyed up and do what they want. And one guy's dog broke loose, a pointer, like, three minutes before shooting time, and, of course, the game warden's here, so we can't go running after any flush the only bird that was in that little section. So that's the purpose of that collar. It can, uh, you know, it can save you from having arguments with people all the way down to dog fights. But those kinds of things are just invaluable. But I, um, I'm noted to be one of the better ones, and I don't mind bragging about it, because I use it sparingly, but I'm good with it. And, uh, man, I've, I've done some things that's just like miracles. I've, I've actually steadied dogs to wing and shot in one lesson and stuff like that. But most people use that as, I'm going to get even with you, you, you know what. And so... As soon as the dog does something bad, man, they they lay on the button and the dog's screaming. And you, anytime you make the dog scream, you've you've used too much, way too much. And um, I don't really use them like the the modern trainers today. I know a couple of the Orvis endorsed trainers. Their dogs and most of your lab people, they're total electric dogs. I'm not into that. Uh, they're quite good with it, but I'm not into that. I don't want a dog that uh, they do so many uh, they do so many artificial things with dogs. And I'm not against uh, table work. I'm all for that. You know, teaching them to force retrieve and that kind of thing. But if you force retrieve the dog and have to force him to behave all the time and and they're forcing them to quarter around buckets in a field uh, and you breed that dog, and what what is John Q. Public going to do when he gets one of the offspring? These dogs have all been taught, and, and it's been seen – in, in, in the lab, the field trial lab people, some of the offsprings of those dogs are so tough and so stubborn that, uh, the average dog trainer, the weekend warrior, so to speak, cannot, can't do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking, I'm looking for a natural dog that I can correct. But when you get into these situations where there's a guy hunting one side of the multiflora and you're on the other side, then, you know, you got to keep that dog over there. That uh, That's probably one of the more ideal situations for electric collar. Okay. Yeah. 
Let's. Uh, I got to go to another break here, Ben. Coming back, I want you to give some practical suggestions or where that type of collar comes into play, if you will. This break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties, Hart Realty in Mumfordville. Check them out at M-O-P-H-A-R-T Realty. Com. Election 2016 is very hot. Heating up. This makes my blood boil. It brings a certain fire back. When the voters go to the polls. Join the fun all summer. It's so much fun. More fun. On News Radio 840 WHAS. September 23rd and 24th at T-Mobile Arena. The legend returns to Las Vegas. Once again. It's our iHeartRadio Music Festival. 16 artists including U2, Florida Georgia Live, Billy Idol, Britney Spears, and more. Tickets are sold out. Win them starting tomorrow. Brought to you by Macy's. Macy's presents your opening act at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Rising star winner, Los 5. For new music and exclusive content from Los 5 and other hot artists, check out M-Style Radio on iHeartRadio at iHeartRadio.com slash M-Style Radio. If your house was on fire, the most precious possession you would save first would undoubtedly be your family pet. Next to family, they're one of the most important parts of our lives, and that's exactly why I trust my pet's health and happiness to Dr. Kurt Oliver and his staff at Linden Animal Clinic. I know firsthand Dr. Oliver's surgical and diagnostic skills are extraordinary, just what you need when your pet's in need. From the time his nurturing staff greets you at the door, you'll know that Linden Animal Clinic is the place to trust with your pets, just like I trust them with mine. Linden Animal Clinic, 1000 Linden Lane, 425-5834, or check them out at LindenAnimalClinic.com. Alan and Michelle Edwards and their professional staff at Gun World and Archery Pro Shop in Corydon, Indiana, would like to extend a heartfelt thanks to all the customers who have supported the expansion of the new facility. They deeply appreciate your patronage. As you know, they've made a sincere commitment to provide the kind of personal in-depth service to the outdoor community that is so rare in today's world. I'm proud to be associated with them. Come see why Gun World and Archery Pro Shop is Southern Indiana's outdoor destination. And we're back with Ben Martin. Ben, we were talking about the use of electric training collars, and I was looking perhaps for some practical, hands-on type of scenarios that you would tell folks where it might be a very, very useful tool. Well, here's a couple of suggestions. Um, I I don't think people should use them unless they've training with a pro that knows what he's doing or have been to a seminar because I'm telling you, I've seen lots of people just overuse them. That's probably the worst thing you can do. But, you know, I'll start out here with um, you really should reserve them for one to correct one problem. Of course, I I use them for various things. You get a... uh, four- or five-month-old puppy that won't come to the kennel when it's time for everybody to be put up. And, you know, we're dealing, we keep about, we probably average 20 dogs here on the place, and I can't have a handful of them doing what they want. So, uh, you know, I'll give them a few chances. I'll try treats or whatever, but some some dogs just get a stubborn streak and don't want to behave. 
I'll put the collar on them and give them just a light tick. And you got to limit yourself to like maybe twice. You can tick them a couple of times twice, and if that ain't working, quit. Because um, the other thing that that's giving me problems is people that have these uh, invisible fences in their yards. The dog, uh, I don't know if you've seen those things work, but to, to me they're kind of brutal from what I've seen of them. You know, if the dog crosses that line, I mean, it just about it just about turns him around. It, <laughs> it knocks the heck out of him. And so, when you put a when you put a real uh, collar on him, to, a training collar, he just freezes up. And that's what'll happen if you've overused the collar. And it's very easy for a guy like me that's seen it a lot to know when you've done it. The dog will freeze up or, you know, just won't commit the crime that he's been committing. But, I, you know, I'd recommend that people that, uh, you know, if they go get them a, a, a bird dog and they're having a little issue and, and go buy them a collar and put it on there, I, I don't recommend that. Okay. Because most people, it's get even and uh, too much, and uh, wow. I'm not saying that everybody that that gets one shouldn't use it. But you know, if I'm talking in general terms, I think people ought to have ought to see some hands-on use of it before they use it. But uh, you know, it's mainly for dogs that don't turn when you try to turn them, and and come when you call them, and. And, and to mostly, uh, they should be used to reinforce what a dog already knows. Yes. In other words, uh, you know, our dogs are steady to wing and shot. They're not allowed in the field to make a retrieve until the judge has tapped you on the shoulder. Then you can send that dog for the retrieve. So lots of times a dog will, will break in, in training or something to go get that out. That's... That's one of the places I use it okay. uh, a lot. Well, I think, the, and we'll kind of end on this note, uh, I had a saying for many, many years that I've told people about dog training, and I truly believe this, a lot of attention and praise, very little discipline only when necessary, and if you feel like you're losing your temper, it's time to put the dog up. Get yeah, that's on her video, yeah. Yep, yep. Ben, I really appreciate you visiting with us. It's always great to have you on, and uh, good luck this season with your training and your trials. I appreciate it, Jim. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. And you can check us out on Facebook at Jim Strader Outdoors. That's where we try to catch you up on things going on during the week when we're not here. Adios, everybody. I'm very passionate about wildlife. That's why I've teamed up with two extremely talented and knowledgeable wildlife managers, Shane and Caleb Butler, to form a new company, Wildlife Habitat Solutions. Our team has more than 80 years combined experience doing habitat evaluations, food plot and warm season grass plantings, and hands-on management to make all your wildlife dreams come true. Check us out on Facebook at Wildlife Habitat Solutions or call us at 270-537-5739. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.